But I think the most important thing, honestly, is not to just put this pressure on yourself to say, okay, I need to change all of this right now. I need to get a new job and a new relationship and a life plan and blah, 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 blah. And I think you need to just go easy on yourself and know that you're dealing with more crap than you've ever dealt with in your life all at once. Like the biological hormone changes and the kids leaving, like you said, and the job career changing and just aging in general. It's all a lot to process. Hey, midlifers, welcome to the Midlife Makeover Show. Are you ready to break free from your mundane midlife? Are you feeling trapped in a vicious cycle of rinse and repeat days? No matter if you're experiencing a divorce hangover, job burnout, or you just have the midlife blues, I got you. Hey, I'm Wendy, your hostess of the Midlife Mostess. I too was hit by midlife like a freight train. I too felt stuck in the same dull chapter. I wanted the clarity of how to create a new life beyond divorce and the courage to leave an unfulfilling career. But I kept telling myself that I wasn't worthy and it was just easier to stay in my comfort zone until I found a little secret, the freedom to live my life my way. In this podcast, you will learn how to achieve a vibrant midlife mind and body, how to create solid relationships through love and loss, and how to create an awesome second half of life. Grab your grande latte, pop in your earbuds, and let's get this midlife party started. Everyone, welcome back to the Midlife Makeover Show. If I sound like I'm talking through my nose, it's because I am. (laughs) A little under the weather, thanks to the uh, Chicago weather, but that's okay. We'll get through this. Uh, We have an awesome show for you today because I feel like she is going to make your midlife and the rest of your life more awesome. Today's guest is Marianne LaRusso, creator of the More Beautiful Project, which includes an online magazine, podcast, and newsletter for women journeying through midlife. Marianne brings to more beautiful, more than three decades of experience as a journalist and media executive. A graduate of Northwestern University, she began her career as a newspaper reporter in New York. That is so cool. Later, she segued into the world of fashion magazine publishing, where she worked as an editor for more than a decade at companies such as Fairchild, Condé Nest, and Time, Inc., A native New Yorker, Marianne currently lives in San Francisco with her family. When she's not writing or podcasting, she enjoys running, singing, cooking, traveling, and volunteering at organizations such as She Can and Best Buddies. You and I have so much in common. Hi, Wendy. Hello. Good to see you. (laughs) And I'm not running these days because I sprained my hip, as I just told you. No. Yeah. Welcome to Midlife. Life. So tell me what inspired you, because I know what inspired me, what inspired mm-hmm. you to go into this fabulous niche of midlife? It is fabulous. I, I know. So. It yeah. should be. Yeah. Well, this whole project sort of was, um, it came to fruition during COVID, mm-hmm. as a lot of things did. <laughs> we had <laughs> plenty of time to ruminate and figure out, you know, what is this all about? Where am I going? <laughs> what am I doing? What's next for me? And I realized I was going on these long walks, as a lot of us were, with our friends, and we were talking about all this stuff. And I have a lot of friends who are, you know, late 40s, early 50s, mid 50s, and we're all saying, you know, it's time for a change, or I want to pivot, I need to transition, 
or, you know, and then a lot of fears were popping up like ageism and, you know, the aches and pains that come with midlife and can't, don't even get me started on perimenopause and menopause and all those changes. (laughs) And people started saying things like, well, I'm losing estrogen. I'm losing time. I'm losing my children, you know, empty nest. I'm losing, all I kept hearing was a loss, loss, loss. And so one day it just occurred to me, you know, sure, we're losing things. But we're also mm. gaining a lot. Like we yeah. have so much more. And I know you know this, Wendy. Like we have yeah. so much more of so many really cool things like perspective and experience and wisdom and all these great things. So I thought, let's focus on that crap. Let's focus on the positive. And yeah. sure, we'll address the negative too. But let's spin this because I think this is an opportunity. Midlife is an opportunity to really mm. turn into our the best version of ourselves, you know? So just to say that, yeah, like, I feel like we're, we're old enough to know what we like and what we don't like, what worked and what didn't work. And we're also young enough to change, to make some uh, huge changes, uh, small or huge changes in our life to make us happier and more fulfilled. Totally agree. And it also depends on who you are and like what your experience is with aging, because I had a lot of loss early in life. My dad was a marathon runner. He died at 46. Oh my, his mother died of a stroke at 46. I only grew up with one grandmother because the others had died in their early fifties, you know? So my husband, meanwhile, his parents are in their nineties. They're still driving. Like mm-hmm. his grandmother lived to almost a hundred, you know, his aunt Dorothy lived to 106. She married a man 20 years younger and she was pool dancing at 98. So yeah. he's always like, Oh, we got time. We have time to travel. We, and I'm like, no, no, yeah. no, no. We've got to go, go, go. So, you know, it really depends. And yeah. you kind of have to strike a balance. You know, you can't let fear motivate you, but you also can't, you can't just squander your time because you don't mm-hmm. know how much time you have. Right. Yeah. I'm my audience right now is probably going, Oh, great. Now here, Wendy goes into the life is too short. Feel. <laughs> <laughs> Did I open sure, a can of worms for you? But yeah, I mean, my brother died at 49. My ex-husband died at the age of 26. Oh. I mean, he never even was blessed enough to make it to midlife, right? Oh, so sorry. yeah, we don't know. We have no idea when we're going to take our last breath. And there's that quote of um, the, what is it? Don't count your breaths or it's the the number of breaths that what is it? Number of moments that take your breath away. That's what it is. Oh, yeah. Yes. So it's creating more of those moments in your life. And to me, creating is you have to be proactive. You have to take action if you want to create more of those moments in your life. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, So after you had this realization, what changed in your life? That is a good question. Um, I think I had spent a good part of my life, for lack of a better word, being scrappy, being, Mm -hmm. you know, because I grew up in a working class family. I was the first in my family to go to college. I was kind of like an overachieving type. I felt like if I didn't do all these things and work the hardest and be perfect, I was Mm -hmm. never going to get anywhere. You know, I was going to just fall behind. And so I always, I was always working one step ahead. But I was always turning down opportunities that maybe were a little more suited to me, well suited, just you know, to to make money so I could survive and to yes. get the job so I look good on paper and to do all the things that I thought I should be doing, you know, go to the good college, do this, do that, and 
now I feel like, you know what? What is my heart telling me I want to do? What is yeah? What do I want to do? Forget all the forget success and all the exterior, you know, definitions of success. What how do I define success? And I think I define it much differently. It's, you know, doing life affirming work, work that really, mm-hmm. you know, is meaningful to me. And I want to go deep in my friendships and relationships, um, deep in my work. And, mm-hmm. you know, just I'm digging for that right now. I think that's part of that was part of my motivation is to feel what is it all about? How can we make life more meaningful? Yeah. And, you know, our generation, we grew up with this perfectionistic attitude. Oh, you know? yeah. It's Gotta exhausting. Yeah. Yep. Got to get yeah, married. I was Gotta sharing with you too before. Yeah. If, if, if I had come up with this idea to a show, like, let's say 15 years ago, even, I would have never started it because mm-hmm. the lighting wouldn't be right. The audio (laughs) wouldn't be right. You know what I mean? I would have a hair out of place or something so stupid that would just take me away from just sharing my message and helping Mm -hmm. others. And so, yeah, same thing. Like for you, it's like doing more that provides fulfillment in your life. Yeah. 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 Wendy and I were talking about this before we hopped on, like the perfectionism (laughs) and, and I don't know, I, I don't. I sometimes think that perfectionism is shunned now. Like we're going in the other direction, right? Yeah, yeah. So I think it's going to be a nice balance. Like I got to work hard, yeah. right? We got to, mm-hmm. we, we are, we're working hard. Um, yep. Be professional, but then also like, don't care about the little things. Like I'm in my closet podcast thing. I told you, like I have clothes in the back. Sometimes you can see my <laughs> dirty laundry behind me and it's kind of funny. I don't care. You know, yeah. I, it's not like I have a, a staff of 20 helping me out, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, me too. Producers, like we, yeah, we like we don't know if we're gonna like something unless we try it. Mm-hmm. And this is to me, I feel midlife is the perfect time to do it. Agree. Because like the kids are gone. You know, most of them are at this point. The kids are gone. Like you have more time, whether you want to admit it or not. Sometimes I feel like we're a broken record. Like I don't have enough time. I don't have enough time. We're like, wait a minute, I actually do. You know. <laughs> Um, and I feel like it's more instead of about surviving, it's more about thriving. Yes. 100%. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm still a little cuckoo. I make lists every day, like to do lists and I can't, I can't shake that. Like it's sort of part mm-hmm. of me, but I'm trying, like, I'm trying to just sometimes drop everything and see where the day takes me. If I have a little time and a friend of mine said to me the other day, she goes, Marianne, these deadlines are self-imposed. Like all of your deadlines. <laughs> <laughs> You're doing this to yourself, girl. You know, <laughs> I realized that too after I started my podcast. I was like, "Oh my god, I've got to get this thing out by eight 30. I'm like, "Wait a minute, who said?" <laughs> right. Maybe it doesn't go out until ten. Like, right. is there's no one that's gonna? Maybe there might be a listener out there going, "Wait a minute, where's that damn right. podcast episode?" You know. So yeah, it is. It's like creating your new, your own rules, your your new rules. Like mm-hmm. then you like getting rid of rid of the ones that just did not serve you anymore. Yes, yes, yeah. Oh yeah, and I feel like you have to kind of like stop, take a look at everything in your life and all areas, and go, what's working, what's not working, where can I get more fulfillment in my life? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So what excites you the most about what you do? Having these conversations like like the one we're having now, I think meeting incredible women in this midlife space and interviewing women in this age group who are just so filled with wisdom. 
Mm -hmm. right? You know, not only from their individual backgrounds, their career backgrounds, but wisdom as moms, wisdom as friends, wisdom as just women who've been around the block a couple of times. Yeah. Yeah. And it's unbeatable. And I think um, we've all let go of our egos to a certain extent by this age, you know, and we are more open, I think, to you know, going deep in relationships. And so having these conversations has been the best part. I just walk away from each conversation, like a little bit, just like a lighter, you know, like a, yes, like a little lightness to me. And and I, and I adore it. Plus, I don't know about you, but I feel more accepted nowadays. Mm -hmm. Like if you look on social media, it's like menopause-orama. Everyone's talking about divorces and relationships and mm-hmm. money issues. Like there yeah. definitely is not a shortage of help out there for us. And at the same time, it makes you feel like, okay, maybe I'm not so cuckoo after all. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> she's right. struggling too, you know? Right. We always talk about the downside of social media, like how, it, especially with our kids, like younger yeah. women and the comparison, yeah. compar- comparativitis. But there's uh-huh. also an upside, like you said, like just knowing that other people are having the same issues. Right. Um, that is really important. I really, yeah. think but I try to take some of those social media relationships, like in real, take them out and in, into real life. Like I met one of the women I met online in Seattle when I was there recently, somebody else I'm up, up from Sonoma, I'm going to meet with her next week. So I really love meeting some people in person too. It's been really exciting. Just connecting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which like we're all doing here today, even if it's just our voices, my, yeah. my scratchy, my scratchy voice. <laughs> <laughs> so um, if there's somebody out there listening and uh, they're stuck, they're not really knowing which direction to go next. Maybe the birdies have just left the nest. They've got, they've had a corporate job for 15 years. It's, they go to it. They're fine. They, they show up every day. They're they're a good worker, but they're just feeling a little like blah. What do you recommend for for oh, someone like yeah. that out there? That is so common. I mean, I think the first thing mm. you have to acknowledge that everybody mm. feels that to some extent. It's so yeah. common in midlife to feel stuck, right? I mean, I, I I can name at least you know twelve people I know who feel stuck right now in my own yeah. little circle. But I think the most important thing, honestly, is not to just put this pressure on yourself to say, okay, I need to change all of this right now. I need to get a new job and a new relationship and a life plan and blah, 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 blah. Mm -hmm. I think you need to just go easy on yourself Mm -hmm. and know that you're dealing with more crap than you've ever dealt with in your life all at once. Like the biological hormone changes and the kids leaving, like you said, and the job career changing and just aging in general. It's all a lot to process. Yes. Um. I I posted something a couple of months ago. It occurred to me like that the best way to make any change, excuse me, is Mm -hmm. to make one little tiny change. Yeah. One small thing. Like for me, when I wanted to do something new in podcasts, I got the microphone. I bought the microphone on Amazon. And I said, okay, you did that too? I'm like, okay, I got the damn thing. Now I've got to do it. Right. Yeah. Like Mm -hmm. sometimes just do one thing, like pick up the phone and call somebody who's encouraging, um, Mm -hmm. you know, go for a walk and see, you know, what's in your neighborhood, what's new, you know, listen to one podcast, do one thing that you wouldn't normally do in that day. And you just see like one thing leads to another thing leads to another thing, you know? Right. Yeah. And I, um, I've said this before on the podcast, but like, I think of life like a buffet, 
And Mm -hmm. you go up, you sample what you want, see what you like, see what you don't like. If you like it, cool. Like go back for seconds. If you don't like it, then now you know. But midlife is a great opportunity to go up to that line several times and start like really open your eyes more. I mean, I know we all like think, for example, like if you take the same route to work every single day, but mm-hmm. you don't really notice a lot of <laughs> a lot of like yeah. that, those billboard signs that you pass by. You don't even notice them anymore because you've driven that route so many times. Actually, like being mindful and look for things that like, you know what? Maybe, who knows? I don't know. Maybe I will take uh, salsa lessons, you know, or learn how to dance. Maybe, yeah. maybe I'll take up surfing. I don't know, like anything, but you won't know unless you try. It's so true. And that's one thing I'm yeah. trying to do is move my body more, like get out of my yeah. head into my body because yeah. that helps you just kind of ground yourself and get into the present yeah. more, I think, when you move, right? Yes, exactly. Yeah. And you know what? It's, um, I think a lot of it comes down to giving yourself permission to change and to rewrite a new story in your life. Yeah. It's funny you said that about the looking around the neighborhood because my sister and I, a couple of years ago, were cleaning out our childhood home because our mother has Alzheimer's, another Mm. midlife thing. Mm, And we had to put her in a nursing home. It was so sad. And the two of us had like three weeks to clean out our house, like, you know, 50 years of memories. And we were taking things to Salvation Army, schlepping back and forth and back and forth. And we go to this one place and they wouldn't take books. So this, the young saleswoman behind the counter, she was like, very, I, we grew up in Long Island, New York. And whoever knows that area, it's really funny. The New York accents are very thick. And she's, and we're like, where, are, where do we bring these books? And she said, there are these, you know, like kiosks all over the place in the neighborhood. You just pull them in, you shove the books in, you close it. And we're like, we've never seen them. And she goes, listen, honey, just open your eyes. They're everywhere. (laughs) And my sister and I are cracked up. We go back to the car and you know, and my sister's like, what do you mean open our eyes? And as soon as we did, we're seeing them like every other block. And that was the running joke that got us through this really tough experience. We'd be like, Oh, I'm in the mood for pizza. Where's the freedom? I said, just like, just open your eyes. Open your eyes. I know, right? Like so many things that we don't notice in life. That is so true. Yeah. And speaking of like aging, you know, parents and like, that's one show. I even uh, submitted a request to an agency today. I was like, if you have any experts out there, you know, out there that you, that can talk about elderly parents like, please let me know. It's like the one show I have not had yet. And why do I want it? Well, okay. I'll be a little selfish here. I want it for myself. (laughs) Of course. Yeah. But even like my parents. parents? Yeah. So as a matter of fact today, um, so send my dad good vibes, but he recently had gotten diagnosed with throat cancer. So so he is starting. Yeah. So he's starting chemo and radiation today and, um, doing a PET scan. It's a big deal, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's been, you know, I, for me, I kind of like, I was telling you earlier, it's almost like I use myself as my own guinea pig through all of this and the healthiest of ways. I'm like, how can I go through this and learn something from it? Um, you know, besides the fact of just appreciating more of life yeah. and at the same time, you know, it's like I was talking to someone yesterday that it's life too. It's so you know, true. like yep. I, I think about like 
you know, going back to like perimenopause and menopause and career changes and divorces and all these things that can happen. At the same time, you almost have to just take a deep breath and go, okay, well, you know, like there are some things you can change and some things you can't. And sometimes you just have to embrace it and go with the flow of life and like, okay, I think I posted a thing on Instagram today about the ebb and flow of life, the seasons of life. Mm-hmm. Like this is like where that. midlife is a season, you know, a bad day, mm-hmm. a bad moment, a bad week. It's all a season, uh, you know, in your life and it, it'll pass whatever the hell it is. It's going to pass whether good or bad, happy, sad, it's going to pass. So sometimes you do have to step back and just go, okay, you know, like let it be. I'd yeah. sing the Beatles song right now, but y'all know I can't. <laughs> Go for it. <laughs> it would be awful. I'd be like, ah, we're tuning out of this show. But yeah, so again, going back to um, with aging parents, that's something that's a huge part of uh, midlife. It's huge. And you're right about what you just said. Like, I mean, things are going to happen. It's not yeah. like we're 25 and we knew everything, mm-hmm. all that bad stuff was way in the distance. You know, it's happening yeah. now. I would not to make this macabre, this conversation, but yep. I was just at a funeral for somebody in their late 40s. Oh. They, they had MS and, you know, it was heartbreaking. And, and you know, things like that are going to be happening probably yep. more frequently as we get older. So yep. it's kind of like equipping yourself, I think, with the tools, like with the the mindset to say, okay, this is a part of life. Like you just said, um, mm-hmm. I'm going to deal with it. I'm going to mourn things as they happen, but then yep. I'm also going to embrace the good stuff at the same, yeah. the same time, you know? Yeah. There's yeah. that, um, oh gosh, what is the, the, well, it's the serenity prayer. Uh, you know, God grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, mm-hmm. the courage to change the things that I can and the wisdom to know the difference. Yes. I remind myself of that. Cause like, I used to be a chronic warrior mm-hmm. and now I'm trying to be a chronic warrior. No. Oh, <laughs> I like that. I, I want to like steal that one. Um, yeah. But really just trying to, to not worry so much about the things that I cannot control. And it goes back to like rewriting your story. And, and it's like, what can you control about yourself? What can you do mm-hmm. right here, right now? to create a new life for yourself, a new chapter. And really, like, if you think about it too, you're setting yourself up considering we're going to live until we're 111 because that number sounds nice. Um, Yeah. (laughs) But it's like, once we get through midlife, like you're really like, to me, this is like the, the launch pad. This is setting you up for after midlife. If you think about it. Yeah. 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 I mean, you think about like, if you look back at like the twenties, thirties, forties, it really like, it set us up to where we are right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's funny. The other day, my daughter, who's a junior in college, she was expressing her frustration that she has a year and a half left of school. And she's like already like dipping her toes in her career, which is voiceover acting and all that stuff. She's like, yeah. but I'm wasting so much time is wasted. I need, I am getting so behind in my career. And I was trying not trying hard not to laugh, but I was like, honey, I'm 54 and I'm still defining my career. You know, you have time. Trust yeah. me. You do. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You're going to be okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. To me, it's almost like the fifties or the new twenties, but with more wisdom. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I can't tell you how many people, how many women I know who started new things in their fifties. 
Yeah. It is incredible. Wrote books for the first time, even 60s, you know, wrote books for the first time, you know, launched companies, uh, just all these exciting projects. And um, yeah, yeah, I mean, what advice do you have for someone out there? Uh, and this was me once, uh, like, well, what if, what if I quit my job or what if I leave this relationship and shit, it didn't work. It doesn't work out. Like, um, what if I, what if I was wrong about this crazy idea to do X? That is that, you know, Yeah. somebody told me this recently. They said something like the problem with fear is that you can only see it behind. You can only like fear yeah. is like the past you can quantify. Right. But you can't quantify the future. Like you can't compare yeah. them apples to apples. Right. Yeah. So that's where fear comes from. So I think you have to just, I don't know, like there's an exercise I keep coming back to. I was in high school, Wendy, and I had a great creative writing teacher, Miss Maxwell. She was so awesome. And she made us write our own obituaries. Oh my God, that is so cool. Yeah, I still have mine from the 11th grade. And you know, I go back to it occasionally and I say, I slap myself on the wrist. I'm like, you're not, you're not focused on what you said you wanted to do because I'm Mm. still passionate. I wanted to write a novel and I wanted to, you know, I did the journalism school thing. I did the reporter thing, but I didn't write the fiction and I'm, and it's okay to veer from those goals and for those goals to change and evolve. And of course, but if you're still just trying to do something, but you keep making, you keep circling around it and doing every other thing, but the thing, yep. you got to ask yourself why, like, what am I afraid of? Do I feel imposter syndrome? Like I can't mm-hmm. do this. Do I feel unequipped? Okay. Well, go get the skills, you know, mm-hmm. sign up for a class, hire a coach, whatever you got. And I'm not a coach by the way. So I'm not, yes. <laughs> um, you know, whatever you have to do research, you know, yep. um, but you can do it. And then I have other women that say to me, you know, I, I don't, I'm not unique. I don't have a story. I really am just a woman, a mom, whatever. They kind of label themselves these generic mm. things. And I always tell people, of course you have a story. Like nobody has your story. Yeah. Every individ- we're all like so unique, right? From the way. Oh, we're- yes. Yes. I, I find right? that amazing. Like even if you think you know someone and they'll share something with you that's happened in their life. I'm like, whoa, I had no, like, right. Yes. Everyone has a story. Mm -hmm. And no two stories are alike. And you just, I think if you tap into that uniqueness and it also eliminates that comparativitis we talked about, like, Mm -hmm. why would you compare yourself or to someone or envy someone? Cause you're, you're different, you know, right. You have your own voice. You have your own personality, sense of humor, yep. um, things you're passionate about, and just focus on that. You know, yeah. when I started this project, I had one of those, you know, those gigantic notepads. They're like, they're almost like a sticky note, but they're oh, gigantic. Yeah. I love those. We, we are so much alike. <laughs> I had those there? things all over the place. I was yeah. doodling. I had, oh yeah, different colored markers. And I had all, this is how I came up with the show. There you go. Right. Like you have a brainstorming session with yourself. Right. And I wrote down words that were important to me or things that I wanted to convey in my writing, in my social media, that I just felt like it was meaningful to me, you know? Mm -hmm. And I think people should do that exercise. It's really valuable. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I was the queen of analysis is paralysis. 
<laughs> I, I'm like, I would analyze the shit really? out of everything. And that goes back to that perfectionism. And 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 the people pleasing too. You know, like there was yeah. a part of me that I was worried for the longest of time. Like if I actually went after my dreams and I did all these things that I wanted to do, that I might lose my marriage my relationships. Interesting. I might have, yeah, like people might view me differently or all these things that could happen. It's like, like, how would I, and again, analysis paralysis, how would I know that? I'm glad you said that about people viewing you differently because that's a Mm -hmm. really good point because they will. Some people will. Oh yeah, for sure. Right. Have you had that happen? You may find that people don't like that you're changing. Even your own, even your own family, even your children and your parents. Yeah. Right. Your spouse. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. And it sometimes take like some. I was beginning when I first opened my Instagram account. I I never really been active on social media. I opened mm-hmm. my Instagram account. I was like sweating, and it wasn't even hot flashes. It was like sweating about. Oh my God, do I look foolish out there? Like, what am I doing? And what am I saying? And when people are gonna, what are they gonna think? And yep. again, I go back to that that sheet of that post-it note, that gigantic sticky note that just said, you know. I want other women to not feel alone. I want to be compassionate toward them. I want them to feel supported. Like, this is why I'm doing this. I was reminding myself every day until like I literally changed my mindset about it. Right, right. Yeah, one of my um, greatest aha moments was not too long ago when, um, and again, I shared this on Instagram, but um, my biggest fear since a child was being abandoned. And then it literally changed my my thoughts, my behaviors, my everything. And to where it did sabotage a lot in my life, my career, uh, my marriage, everything. Because I was so worried that I would get abandoned. And so I was constantly people-pleasing. I was constantly you know, being a perfectionist. Let me do this right, do that right, just so I don't get abandoned. And even to the point that I would leave a person... Mm-hmm. Uh, place or situation to avoid being abandoned first. And then finally, I realized I was the one abandoning myself. Yep. And once I made that connection, I was like, wait a minute, I'm living my life for everybody else. But for me, I have got to quit worrying about being abandoned by others when really I'm, I'm abandoning me. And now it's like, it's time to step up, step out and like quit giving a shit. <laughs> right. Wow, like, what a great realization. That's such a beautiful realization. And yeah. I know a lot of people suffer from that. Yeah. They feel mm-hmm. that way. It's very common. Yep. Yeah. 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 It's wow. tough. I mean, and I think the thing is too, I, uh, you know, you were saying earlier about taking that one step, right? And mm-hmm. Lao Tzu once said, Lao Tzu, I hope I said his name Ooh, right. Lao Tzu, Kazoo, yeah. <laughs> um, a journey of a thousand miles begins with a single step. Yeah. And sometimes we don't start something new because we're like, oh my God, like t- start, you know, starting a podcast. Mm-hmm. Like, oh my gosh, we got to get the microphone. They got to learn how to do this. And how am I going to record this thing? And then I got to get the platform. I got to get blah, yeah. blah, 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 blah. And then we're like, forget it. It's too much trouble. Yes. And I'm telling you, learning, learning even one app takes me 10 times longer than my kids. And it's real. The learning curve is steep. I'll be honest with you, but but I I pat myself on the back each time I learn one new thing because not easy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 
Um, what do you think that midlife has changed so much over the last few decades? How is it so different? How is it different than our mom's midlife? Oh, how much time do you have? <laughs> my, so my tagline, yeah, my tagline for my project is this ain't your mama's midlife because oh, yeah, that's I true. was saying that to myself because and my friends because, well, to be fair to our mothers, they yeah. didn't have access and our grandmothers too, right? Mm-hmm. Well, to be fair to everyone, we're living in a patriarchy, but that's a whole other, yeah. that's another conversation. Yeah. <laughs> but our, uh. our, <laughs> our mothers, our grandmothers, they did not have the internet. They yep. only knew, you know, their circle, what was yep. going on there, a male-dominated world. Yep. Everything they saw in the media from television, books, radio, whatever was was created by men for the most part. Yep. And it's what men wanted to see. So, of course, they wanted three Charlie's Angels, 20-something, you know, and then they wanted the old lady to be the secretary, you know, yep. the mom yep. and the grandmother. And yep. there were like two types of women. There was the young hottie and then there was this old matronly sidekick. Yep. You know, and there was nothing in between and women were not controlling the narrative. So I think it's yeah. changing because we have different narratives now. We have, you know, it's not all about the male gaze. Like yeah. I, I always use this as an example, the morning show, you know, Reese Witherspoon, Jennifer Aniston created it. And there were like seven women over 50 main characters, you know, yes. <laughs> and with exciting, interesting lives, you know, and careers yeah. and love and mm-hmm. love interests. So I think we have access to that. And um, I also think. We were raised to think we wouldn't grow old for some reason. I don't know. I don't know where that comes from. (laughs) I know. It's true. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like I'm getting younger. Yeah. I do feel that many until I pulled my hip, of course, but I felt that last week. (laughs) You don't want to say too, you, you mentioned something earlier about movement and how important Mm -hmm. movement is. And it's true. Like even Dan Buettner talks about it with the blue zones and, and the same thing, like moving our bodies. Um, it's also moving your brain, if you will. Like, so learning yeah. something new, like a podcast or taking dance lessons or anything, like, it is so good for your brain, your body, your well being, your health, and yeah. everything. If it brings fulfillment to you, like, freaking go for it. I agree. I think the dancing uh, is like number one, especially yeah. if you're uncoordinated like I am, because I struggle to learn steps. So yeah. I feel like my brain's like just firing neurons left and right when I'm trying to dance. And it's so yep. good. Everyone's mm-hmm. trying to get me to play pickleball. I have not succumbed yet, but yeah. I have a feeling I will. Have you played? I have played. And actually, <laughs> yeah, I, was, I just thought that there's like a new place that opened. But was it in San Francisco? No. Where was it? I can't remember. But it's like a whole new thing now. Like pickleball. It's like a club, restaurant. Like, yeah. oh my gosh. Yeah. I love pickleball. It's yeah, pickleball ink. It's everywhere now. Yeah. yeah, it's um, but yeah, it's a great time to to learn something new and really learn more about yourself. That's what I think. It's that's what yeah. it comes down to. And you are the perfect example. I mean, <laughs> I I was just say, telling you how I love watching your adventures. I mean, yeah, talk about exploring new things in midlife. Like, what yeah. are you doing next? I really, really want to know. Well, let's see. What's today? Today's Monday. Friday, we leave to Portugal. So yeah, my um, my Instagram will get much more colorful after Friday. 
Even like more been, colorful? Wow. I've been in Chicago for the last few days. So I'm like, everything's great. I'm like, ah, I can't breathe. Um, but yeah, you know what? It's it's fun. It's um, you know, I raised my kids, I I did all the things, and and now it's it's Wendy's time. I and like I, I going back to giving yourself permission, give yourself permission to to do some things that really make you happy. Yeah. And, you know, when you get stuck too, another thing is just to say, I'm stuck. Like acknowledge that you're stuck. Yeah. I go mm-hmm. for lots of walks now by myself. We, I live pretty close to Golden Gate Park here in San Francisco. Oh, nice. And I'll just put on my walking shoes, walk. And I think so much better when I'm walking in nature. And, yeah. you know, the Japanese call it, was it Shinronkyu? Oh, I can't pronounce it. Oh, that. yeah. Forest bathing. Yes. Something like that. In Roku. In Roku. Yeah. That's I know I've missed hiking. That's like yeah. so good for you. Um, you know, the thing is too, I was just thinking that uh when you've got something new going on in your life, no matter what it is, it helps with some other things that might be not so great going on in your life. Yeah. Right. I mean, take from take me for example, right? Like here it is, like my dad is going through this whole thing and my mom, my family. And this honestly, like just being here with you today, like it, it, it provides so much fulfillment and love and joy for me that not to say it's like a form of distraction, but it fills up my heart more so that I'm not sitting there just constantly thinking about what if, what if, what if, and worrying about Mm -hmm. the things that I can't control. I, I totally agree. You know, somebody, a younger influencer posted the other day, something about, um, have you heard the term couch friend? Like every woman needs a couch friend. Yes. Where did I see that just the other day? We must like the same things must show up on our feed. Yeah. But it was funny because, um, couch friend is somebody apparently who comes over and they're like in their sweats and they bring a pint of Ben and Jerry's and they just show up. They're like, no matter what you're doing, they don't care what you look like. They're like, sit on your couch and start blah, 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 blah. I used to call that the sitcom friend, you know, like, you know, Larry from Three's Company, ding dong, you know, company's here. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. We're just so regulated now. Like we're so structured. Like we can't, God forbid, we have somebody just pop over. You know, I have my friend Nisha lives down the block. She's the only one who pops over and I love it. I want more friends like that. Oh, I love that. And I want to myself, I want to be less structured because I am very, I'm like a kind of an organization nut, you know, I'm a little structured and I'm working on that because I think you have to go with the flow sometimes. And those are the best, sometimes the best conversations, the ones that just come to, right? Yep. Yeah, I I consider myself a spontaneous planner. Like yeah. I have my I have well my laptop right now is sitting on top of my planner, but I have my planner. I plan out my day. I have like my bullet points there, but it's always up for you know for changing. I can yeah. like oh actually like squirrel. Let me go do that instead. <laughs> you know, like I'm totally okay with that. Mm-hmm. And and yeah, we we sometimes get a little stuck in our ways. Uh, and now, like, it's a great time to change your ways. It is. But I'm sorry you're going yeah. through that with your dad. That is, that is yeah. really hard. And he's lucky to have you, you know. In Thank you. Yeah. <sighs> and I think, too, I like I, what I've um, what I would love to talk about more in that show is that topic. And then and then not having that guilt for not being able to do it all again. Like, as I mean, as women, as mothers you know, raising the kids and taking care of the, of our husbands and doing this and like doing it all. Like we can't always do that. 
Like no. you guilt is not good. To, yeah. Guilt does exactly. not really solve anything. Yep. You no, know, it's a wasted emotion. I mean, I, I used to get guilty if I didn't have like a hot meal on the table for dinner <laughs> yeah. every night. And do you know, I burnt myself out with cooking to the fact where I used to love to cook and I still do, yeah. but I don't enjoy it. I went on a cooking, I'm on a cooking boycott. I told my husband and my son, you're on your own for like three days, at, uh, weeknights when I'm <laughs> not around, going out to dinner with some friends, you know, yeah. trying to release the guilt of that. I don't have to be. Yes. You're exactly right. And you know what, too, I just want to say it's also, it's the awareness. Like, I love that you have that awareness now about yourself and being okay with it. Like, yep, I'm working on not being a perfectionist. I'm working mm-hmm. on not having to plan everything so perfectly. That also comes, I think, with midlife is just yeah. being more self-aware. Don't you find that you, you are more yeah. self-aware? Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes like becoming aware of the things I don't want to become aware of. <laughs> Like, oh shit, do I do I that? Know, I know. So tell us more about your podcast. Well, I mean, like your show, Wendy, I'm talking yeah. to other people in the midlife space and, yep. you know, whether it's experts, health and fitness experts, yeah. um, doctors, uh, I'm trying to think now I had a parenting expert on last week to help us deal with teenagers. I had the, yeah, the empty nest person and the Alzheimer's expert, and we're going into <sighs> all those issues. But then we're also having conversations like this that are just, you know, women supporting other women and yeah, just uplifting and having the conversations that you have with your girlfriends, you know, over a cup of coffee or a cocktail, because we all need more of that girlfriend time, I think. Yeah, exactly. And just like we were saying earlier about what was different with our mothers at midlife, we have all these awesome resources. They didn't have podcasts back then. They didn't have social media. They didn't have any of that stuff. And there's so much out there. So it's like, if you're having a bad day, you can tune into either one of our podcasts. Like, I mean, there's so much, so much, so much out there. And, you know, going back to your other question about how our our midlives are different than our moms, they also had more rules that they seemed to think they needed to follow. Like you can't wear your hair long over 40 or you can't, yeah. Like, where did these rules come from? And I'm so sad for them that they had them. Yeah, I know. I know. Well, I must say that my mom was not the typical uh, midlifer. She is interesting fact. And I didn't realize this until I took off in an RV across the country by myself. But um, her and my dad, they uh, retired early. They sold their house, everything in it, the cars. They wow. bought an RV at the same age as me, as I did at 49 years old. Whoa, so, wow. so you had like a model I, for that. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So she, she definitely, uh, they, they taught me how to be very bold and just go for it. Like, I mean, if, if, if I said something to my mom, even today, like, Hey, you know, I'm thinking about like maybe starting my own magazine. She, my mom wouldn't say why not? She would say, why the fuck not? All <laughs> right. I love your mom. See, I like yeah. her already. That's awesome. So yeah, if you need to use my mom's like energy <laughs> there, you can borrow yeah. that. But so where can we find you? You can find me at uh, my website, which is morebeautifulproject.com. I'm also hanging out on Instagram and Facebook at morebeautifulproject. And I would love to meet you, anyone out there. Yeah. 
interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Y'all look up. She's, she's awesome. You're, and you are more beautiful. I mean, like the most beautiful. You're amazing. Oh, so sweet. Right. Back yes. Up, you guys, and she looks like she's 30 something. If you're watching no. on YouTube. You know what I mean? But by the way, can I just add, that's not why I named, I named it more beautiful because yeah. I felt like life is more beautiful. Like, you yeah. know, the opportunities mm-hmm. and the wisdom and all that stuff. So it's yeah, not, there's so it's much, not a beauty, so much it's not a beauty it. magazine, but it's yeah. Like, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was actually going to ask you about the name, but I figured that's what it was. That it yeah. was, uh, but well, well, and we can always make life more beautiful. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, yeah. Thank you so much. Thank you for being Thank here. Thank you for having me. This was so much fun. I love yes. what you're doing. And it was. So I love what you're doing. We're gonna we're gonna have a uh, midlife convention sometime or something. Sign me up. I'm I'm there. All right. Thanks so much, everyone. Have a great day. Thank you. Did this podcast inspire you, challenge you, trigger you to make a change or spit out your coffee laughing? Good. Then there are three ways you can thank me. Number one, you can leave a written review of this podcast on Apple iTunes. Number two, you can take a screenshot of the episode and share it on the social media and tag me, Wendy Valentine. Number three, Share it with another midlifer that needs a makeover. You know who I'm talking about. Thank you so much for listening to the show. Get out there and be bold, be free, be you.